Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and I am your forever faithful host, Kevin Y. Brown. And I want to start off this episode by saying my apologies. I know it's been a while since we've recorded, but I appreciate you for staying faithful and with us on this journey of creating our lives. You know, to be honest with you, it's been a very, very trying year. As you know, I came back to the United States for my trip across six countries in Africa, June 4th of 2019. And now a year later, June 4th, 2020, I have a lot of mixed emotions and feelings. And the number one question that I keep asking myself is, why did I return? I ask myself this question, not just from the standpoint of the fact that the police continue to kill black people, people who look like me without consequence, but also from because of the level of stress that this really has on me and the way that it impacts my mind and my psyche. It's interesting because I didn't realize until after a while that, you know, this was a worry that I did not have while traveling abroad on the continent of Africa in any of the six countries that I traveled to. And the six countries were Senegal, Ghana, Rwanda, Kenya, Ethiopia, and South Africa. And I just never had that heightened level of stress Right. Because it's a day to day thing that we have to deal with, you know, here in the United States. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's a really stressful reality and one that is hard to even convey to you. And it's something that's been going on since the beginning of the United States, you know, to be completely honest, since my ancestors were brought over here on slave ships um, and then, you know, becoming free and then there being a patrol to catch runaway slaves, which then transformed into police and things of that nature. So, you know, this is a longstanding issue and it's very interesting because now it seems as though because people are home due to the pandemic and because they have time and can really focus and see what's going on, it seems like the world and the United States, you know, people, both white, black and other POCs, people of color are coming together as one in order to talk about the injustice and actually make a movement. So I'm very interested to see what comes of this reality and, you know, the way that things have been going. It's also interesting because I've myself personally been involved in some instances with the police, like high speed chases and, you know, them running up on me and things like that. But for the first time in my life, I feel like there might actually be a change coming. And I'll be honest with you, I won't hold my breath, but I will pay attention to what and if any laws will change and people be held accountable and people meaning people like those 
two gentlemen who killed Ahmad Aubrey, and also the police officers who continue to kill us without consequence. So I want to know, you know, will people be held accountable for the unnecessary and continuous murders of my people? And to be 100% honest with you, Create Your Life family, I lost my cousin in police custody last year while I was traveling in Africa. And I remember getting that phone call and it was one of my favorite cousins. You know, I know we shouldn't have favorites, but it was a real thing. And, you know, like I cried and I loved him and he shouldn't have even been in police custody. You know, until now we have like a wrongful death suit against the the police department, but no amount of money will bring him back. And it, it's heartbreaking. And he leaves behind two daughters and a wife. And, and it's just like, you know, just the neglect and the the fact that I no longer have my cousin, it weighs on me. And then, you know, from him dying, you know, I had to actually really sit back and think about it. I have peers who have been killed by the police that I knew growing up. And so, you know, I can just honestly say, like, I know people who were killed by the police and I can say that there are more than just a few. And so in the current times amidst the coronavirus pandemic, it's very interesting that being black in America, you still can't even, you know, you, you have to worry about not just the virus and it affecting us in such huge numbers disproportionately to other communities. But we also have to worry about the police and our safety. And speaking of coronavirus, I've actually lost a few people as well to that more than a few to be 100% honest with you. And, and, you know, two people I wanted to just really talk about really quickly um, because I wanted to honor their legacies and actually what they, you know, meant to me. I had one fraternity brother, uh, John Udawume, who's an amazing brother from Nigeria. Awesome man, a dynamic man, um, and just this great figure and a charitable man. But when it was time for me to decide on picking where I was going to go and things like that in Africa, I went and sat with him at his restaurant in Brooklyn, New York, Amarachi. And I sat there and he put me in contact with people on the continent and told me some do's and don'ts and things like that. And it was a fruitful conversation. And when I got back, you know, I contacted him a few times while I was abroad. And then when I got back, we were supposed to get together and talk about my experience and create your life family. I got to be honest with you. I dropped the ball on that one. And we did not reconnect like we should have. And I should have made more of an effort. And I didn't. And he passed from coronavirus. And honestly, it really, really, really crushed me. And when I attended his funeral on Zoom, it also taught me a lot about, you know, a big theme that's been for me as well. It's like, you know, what kind of legacy will you leave behind? Because there were so many people on his Zoom call and on his Zoom funeral talking about how great of a man he was. And for me, he was a great man as well. And I actually had the opportunity, you know, to interact with him. And, you know, I wanted to go back to Nigeria with him as well. But it was just the way that he carried himself and conducted himself as a man. You know, I just want to say rest in paradise, uh, Brother Oduwume. And, you know, you are always loved. And the second person that I really want to talk about who died from coronavirus is DJ, uh, Doshe Joy. And he's a young man who... I believe back in 2013 or 14, I went to Milwaukee and I'd done a speech uh, for the foster care system there. And 
you know, it was a routine, not routine. It was one of, you know, one of my motivational speeches talking to my fellow foster care youth being a foster care alumni. And I remember him being there and having a couple conversations with them as well. And he was just a youth leader and a really, really, you know, smart and happy and cheerful young man. And I remember seeing him about a year later at a conference in Florida. And he comes up to me and he says, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. He says, man, I want to say thank you to you. And I said, you want to say thank you for what? And he says, because of you, I'm now in college and I have my own apartment and I'm doing really well. I said, wow, well, what did I do in order to help that? He said, man, your words and your, your, your presentation made me think, let me know that it was possible for me to do whatever it is that I put my mind to. And from that moment on, you know, I gave him my phone number and I said, whatever you need, you call me. And so he was one of my few foster care brothers and sisters that had my direct contact information. And so he would call me and talk to me, you know, about the things that were going on and the the steps that he was taking in order to become more in life and ask about scholarship opportunities. And he was on his way to getting his master's degree. And we had a conversation when I got back into the country and, you know, he passed, you know, due to, to COVID and it, it just stunned me because I was scrolling through Facebook and I just saw it and I was just immediately crushed. And all I could think about was, you know, I read the messages and the people trying to get in contact with them, family and friends on this on this Facebook page. And it just hurt because if I felt like, you know, this young man, he died alone. And I could only imagine how scared he must have been and how, you know, he, he it seemed like his phone wasn't on and, and you know, you don't, I don't know. And that that is the thing. And I wish that I could know and that I could have supported him and that somebody could have supported him because I just really feel that he died there alone in a hospital by himself. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional, but you know, that's one of my kids. And he was so full of life, so happy, so positive and such an amazing spirit that is just sad, you know, that he he passed away. So Create Your Life family, if you've lost anybody, I want to say, send my condolences to you. And I also want to remind you that nothing is promised. And I urge you to love on your family and your friends and those who you care about as much as possible because nothing is promised. And so now I really want to take a moment of silence for all of those who we've lost in the over 100,000, over the 105,000 that we've lost in the United States up until this point as well. And for those around the world who have, who we've lost to COVID. Okay, so we're back and I want to switch modes and talk to you about these last 12 months of being back in the United States. In addition to the, this reality of COVID-19, losing family members, and also you know, police uh, brutality being a huge thing, these last 12 months have literally been the hardest 12 months of my life. I've literally had to change my point of view on the world and how I view legacy. And I thought that I was a great person before. I still think that I'm a great person. And, you know, my friends would encourage me to think the same thing of myself. But I knew that there were some things that I needed to work on. And to be honest with you, it's hard to look in the mirror, create your life family. But it must be done in in order to continue to evolve. And you know that quote, change is constant, but growth is optional. 
And on this road to my evolution within this last year, I've cried more in these 12 months than I have in the last 30 years. And I mean, yes, crying real crocodile tears. And one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn was humility, humility, humility. I mean, gosh, it was just so blatant. I mean, nothing could go right. I couldn't close any deals. I couldn't get any jobs. And I had to sit here with myself and look in the mirror and evaluate who I am, who I've been, even looking at my journal writings from a younger me. And I had to understand that I am not the man that I plan to be. And really, I sat and I cried and I had to sit with that reality and really get back on track and come back and get honed in with, my, you know, find my personal compass and my true north and get on track of the original version. And I'm telling you all this because it has been tough and I consider myself to be a very, very tough person. And you know me, 18 years in foster care from the crest side of California. Nothing really phases me. But this last 12 months, <laughs> I mean, lots of prayer and having to surrender to God's will is literally what has helped to make me even get to this point. You know, I was really, really down and at some very, 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 very low points where I didn't know if I could keep going, where I didn't even really see what the purpose of continuing to go would even be. And Create Your Life fam, I got to be honest with you. My line brother, Andrew Johnson, has no idea how his phone calls and consistent text messages and calling me literally saved my life and saved him from having to deliver a eulogy. So thank you, Drew. Like, really, I, I thank you, brother, because it was it was a dark, it was some dark times. It was a dark moment, a real one. And, you know, I don't really talk about it or talk too much, you know, but it was, it was a real thing. And, you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't easy at all, you know, but it felt good to release the pain and acknowledge my mistakes and, you know, my shortcomings and forgive myself. I think one of the biggest things was is that I needed to forgive myself. And I also made a promise to myself, you know, to continue to move forward and evolve. And this promise I'm working towards daily. And I've set up an even better network of friends to hold me accountable to becoming the man that I envision myself to be in alignment with who I've always envisioned myself to be. And so now I'm very clear on my goals and what I want from life. And if something is not in alignment with what I want in life, then I'm brave enough and smart enough to go ahead and leave it alone. And again, Create Your Life family, it hasn't been easy to get to this point, but it's been it's been worth it and it's been necessary. And I thought I understood before, but there are truly levels to life and ways to set up your family for future generations by making certain investments in time, your network, finances, your own health, your happiness. And I honestly, I wasn't aware of those levels and I was completely oblivious to them before. But now my, my eyes are open. And one of the main ways that I've been able to enhance my method of thinking has been through reading. And surprisingly to me, I looked up and I counted the amount of books that I read in the last 12 months. And I've actually read 12 books. And for me, that's a huge amount of books. And it wasn't like I was reading the books to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to read 12 books this year. It was just that when I came back from Africa, 
my thirst for knowledge was so strong. And so I want to read to you the type of books that have been helping to shape my reality and my mind and the way that I that I do things. And so I'm just going to read these books off. It's not in a particular order that I read them in, but these are the books. Up From Slavery, The Story of Booker T. Washington, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker, Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, The Wealth Choice by Dennis Kimbrough, Poweronomics by Claude Anderson, one of the most important books that I've ever read in my life. The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. The 12-Week Year by Brian Moran. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And F.U. Money by Dan Locke. As you can see, these 12 books are about wealth creation, mindset, and history. And I believe you need all three to be successful in this world. And Create Your Life Family, I know you know our mantra, which is health, wealth, and wisdom. And that's what we live by. And these books literally exemplify our three pillars. So I'm excited to continue that journey and to, you know, continue to read and polish and keep sharpening, you know, the iron that we are. So my question to you is, is what books are you reading? You know, and send us a message, DM us and let us know what books you're reading. I'll make sure to make this reading list available in the show notes as well. Create your life, family. You know the rules. Iron sharpens iron. And if you're not sharpening, then you are rusting. And at this point in my life, there can be no more rusting. And it's the same for you. We will not rust. We will continue to sharpen. And so as you know, and as we always vow on this show, we are eternal students as we are here on the path to creating a life that we have always dreamed of. And as a part of my personal evolution for the first time in my life, I became open to working in corporate America and took on the challenge head first, applying for jobs. And I had to create a resume and I had to revise it like 20 times and humble myself to ask the most remedial questions from my peers and people through LinkedIn to learn how to navigate this world. And I'm still a novice, but I have more knowledge than I ever had before. And so it's been very interesting to be interviewing for senior and executive roles with the skill set of something that I learned from YouTube. But to be honest, it's more than YouTube that has prepared me for these roles. It's the last almost 20 years of being an entrepreneur and being committed to it and the attention to detail and excellence and many other sacrifices. And so, of course, I'm still running my own podcast production company. Uh, which is doing pretty well right now. And we are still tucking on new clients. Uh, If you're interested in having your podcast professionally produced by us with show notes and social media graphics, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, we would be happy to have you. You can go to podcastlaundry.com and you can apply to become one of our clients or you can give us a call and apply and and talk about your strategy and the ideas that you have for your show. And I'm going to be honest with you lately, my team and I have been producing some pretty cool shows for some cool people, such as the Griot.com's Dear Culture podcast. We've done some work with Switch, Pivot or Quit, a little Miss ENT podcast. We have Dartmouth College as a client the Solar Maverick podcast, and many others. So Create Your Life family, we are going to pick production back up on the show. And I'm working on a new recording schedule to get you the same quality of content and life hacks of today's trailblazers that we normally have. So please stay tuned and make sure to subscribe to our email list 
at createyourlifeseries.com or follow us on Instagram, CYL Series. And we also have some digital products coming soon for you that will assist you on your journey of excellence. So as always, Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. This helps us build this community and building a community is what we are all about right now so that we can deliver as much valuable content to you as possible. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition.